every one of you who confesses Jesus as Lord of the universe signs up for a significance beyond anything you ever dreamed. And I mean business men and women here, homemakers, students. To belong to Jesus is to embrace the nations. Your heart was made for this. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Made for Missions podcast, where our heart is to mobilize Christians towards the Great Commission. For more information, go to my website at mikefalkenstein.com. That's Mike Falkenstein, F-A-L-K-E-N-S-T-I-N-E.com. And to find out more about our ministry projects worldwide, go to our ministry website, 18catalyst.org. Thanks for joining us. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us on this, the 53rd episode of the Made for Missions podcast. I am your host, Mike Falkenstein, and I am actually flying solo today. My co-host, Ken Watmore, was not available, and so he asked if I could do a solo episode, which I never enjoy doing, actually, mainly because I think the solo episodes are, you know, well, for me, it's not as fun, obviously, because I'm looking at the chair where Ken normally sits, and he's not there, and I like doing the podcast with Ken Watmore, so... I don't know about the quality of the podcast one way or another. It's probably not quite as good a, as a podcast, mainly because, again, when you have the, the, the witty banter between Ken and I, you know, that's always kind of fun. And so to do a solo episode, it's hard for me to have witty banter with myself. <laughs> and so anyway, thanks for joining us. I hope that doesn't dissuade you from listening to this episode because I do think we have a great episode for you on this, the 53rd episode of the podcast. If you were with us last week, I did an episode where we at Ken and I actually did an episode, the 52nd episode, which was kind of the part one anniversary episode of the Made for Missions podcast. And so as you heard last week, we are now celebrating one full year of doing the podcast together and doing the podcast at all. It's been in existence for now over just over a year. And so what we did is we took some clips from the older episodes and kind of did a greatest hits type of a deal. And so when I was putting that together, as I mentioned last week, I got to the first five, which is what I had intended to do. And I thought, boy, we were only at episode 24. And we, at the time, were recording episode 52. So it's like, we got a lot more to go. So we're doing now a two-part episode. So this is part two. So you can kind of count this as the greatest hits clips, six through 10, if we're doing a top 10 list. We did one through five. Now we're doing six through 10. And so... I'm really excited to to go through this because I think, you know, as we look at, as Ken and I have kind of talked about the all of the topics and all of the things that we've that we've been able to, you know, to talk about, you know, it's been a it's been a really fun journey and hopefully it's been a help to many of you as well. And so uh, let's play the first clip on the Greatest Hits Tour. This is from episode 29 and in episode 29, I mentioned something I saw in my middle schooler's classroom and how that relates to missions. So let me play the clip and then I'll come back and make a few comments. I don't know if you saw a few days ago on Facebook, I posted a thing that was actually a poster 
at our middle schoolers school. So, and it's just a public school, but they have a thing in the classroom that said, what you do reflects who you are. Hmm. And boy, I just was caught by that and just yeah, had to post it because it was like, man, there's just so much truth in that. Yeah. To your point, of course, if you are doing the things that a Christian does, in other words, you're walking with Jesus and that's reflected in the, you know, what you, you know, I mean, that does reflect who you are, yeah. right? And so certainly when it comes to neighbors, now we don't want to, you know, I don't want to get into a workspace mentality kind of thing here, or you've got to act in a certain way that you're not normally acting. You know, right. we don't want to go down that road, but certainly if you're walking with Jesus in a way that is, you know, you're a, you're a, you're attempting to be a fully devoted follower of Christ. I think number one, the neighbors will notice, yeah. right? And number two, they're probably going to ask you about it. Yeah. So, well, hopefully some of you remember that clip from episode 29. And I talk about this poster that I saw in our middle schoolers classroom during a, like a parent teacher type of a conference. And the poster said, what you do shows who you are, which obviously is very applicable in a middle school classroom, right? Of course, their point is, you know, the way you treat other people, the way you treat the teacher, the way that you, you know, listen in class will show kind of maybe what, what it would be is what you value, right? And so, of course, what hit me about that, as I just mentioned, which I thought was, you know, the point of all of it was that, you know, if you are if you are a fully devoted follower of Christ, I mean, that's who you are, you'll have some actions that show, you know, that, that will reflect that, right? So the neighbors, for example, will notice because fully devoted followers of Jesus will do things that will, you know, catch the neighbor's attention. Number two, that, that then they're going to ask you about it. And so, again, this is not, as I mentioned before, you know, it's not a works-based deal. It really is truly a, you know, what's your fruit? You know, what fruit are you showing in your walk with the Lord? And so, yeah, so I thought that was really good. I thought that was a something for us always to remember, right? So clip number two is from episode 42. And for those of you who have, have not heard episode 42, I would highly recommend that you do it. We did an episode on the current refugee crisis and kind of how that relates to, you know, Christian missions. And a lot of the perception of the refugees coming into the United States in particular is that these are people, you know, I mean, ISIS could hide, you know, uh, some of their people within the refugees. And actually what I found out is I did a little research and I actually heard a talk about this is that, yeah, that's not really the case. So let me play this clip. And then we'll come back and talk a little. I'll, I'll come back and talk just a little bit more about it. So Jesus is teaching in Matthew 25. And starting in verse 35, he says, For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. And then, of course, the people that are hearing him are sort of like, Lord, you know, when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And he says, truly, I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of my brothers, you did it to me. And so it's almost like, boy, once these people come here and we, 
we care for them, it is as if we're also caring for the Lord or we're, we're showing them that love that Jesus has for them, mm. you know? So again, even from, you know, Jesus himself, we're seeing a, you know, even more of a biblical mandate maybe to, you know, to take care of these ones. Well, I remember this clip so vividly because, you know, when we were doing just before we did episode, I think it was episode 40, I'd heard a talk from a Christian organization that does this, right? They actually do refugee ministry and they're trying to place refugees in different cities around the world, trying to alleviate the, you know, trying to help in the situation with the refugees. And I remember a couple of things that the gentleman said. One was what I had just mentioned uh, here before the clip, which was, you know, these refugees coming into the United States are some of the most vetted people that coming in, in fact, they are the most vetted people coming into our country. And so not only do they have to get through, you know, the Homeland Security, but there's the Justice Department involved and Secretary of State, and they all each have their, they each have their, their processes. And so as it relates to people who want to do harm to our country among the refugee crisis, I think it's very, very, very unlikely the number two thing was, which what is what I mentioned in the clip, which was the Matthew 25 passage, which, you know, I think it's kind of a cause and effect kind of a deal, because I think a lot of Christians, they think that these people can do us harm, then they go, and then so we don't want to have anything to do with them, right? And actually, it's, no, they're a pretty safe population, and Jesus is telling us in Matthew 25, amongst other places, that when you feed these people, when you serve these people, it is as if you're serving me, the Lord Jesus says. And so, so it's just something to kind of process, right? As we think about this refugee crisis, certainly it has changed my opinion about the refugee crisis. And so, yeah, it was a good, it was a good episode. If you all have not heard of, have not heard yet, episode 42 of our podcast, may I encourage you to do so. So clip number three, Ken and I talking, Ken mainly is actually talking about uh, in episode 47, we're talking about sharing Christ, sharing your testimony. And so this is the, I, what I, part of what I love about this clip is it's mainly Ken actually talking. And so, so let's play that clip. I'm going to share a few words about that after, and then after that, then I'll, we'll take our break and uh, come back with our final two clips on our greatest hits tour. So Again, thanks for joining us, everyone. Here's uh, Ken talking about sharing about Christ. But the analogy of if you knew someone was in a burning building, wouldn't you go in and save them, right? But the truth <laughs> is, is that we know that people are going to hell. We know that people that are going to die without Christ, and we have an obligation to share with them. And yet there are plenty of times we don't. Right. So I would say that the 90% number is a little bit shocking. But uh, at the same time, I don't know that I'm necessarily shocked because I think we all wrestle at times with maybe not responding to when we know it's the right time, you know, uh, to, to try and not mix that, to go back to our last episode, right. To not mix the, our evangelism with our workplace to, oh, right. um, in our everyday life. Do we, you know, it's, I think people always go to the, well, am I supposed to at the checkout line, you know, share the gospel while I'm checking my groceries out? I mean, I don't know. Are you, if you felt called to do it at that point, then yeah, I think you're supposed to. Right. Right. But are we supposed to walk around sharing the gospel all the time? I mean, 
I would say that we probably are, you know, we probably are. <laughs> and yet in our, especially in our culture in America, yeah, we feel very, very put off to do something like that, right? That that's the, that's the fringe. That's the guy on the corner who is, you know, preaching kind of fire and brimstone. Right. Um, that's, that's how we equate it. Wow. So great to hear from my co-host, Ken Wantmore. And you can tell. You know, Ken was kind of getting a little fired up, which I love to see because clearly, you know, so much of what we do here at the Made for Missions podcast is we're talking about, you know, making things, you know, trying to explain to people how to share their faith and making it easy for people. And, you know, all you're really doing is just, you know, beginning to learn people's stories and you begin to then, you know, find ways to pray for them. And, you know, we're just trying to make it like demystify it and, so as we were processing that on uh, episode 47, I thought it definitely merited favor in the in the top 10 of the greatest hits tour on the Made for Missions podcast because is that not the very sort of you know dilemma that we that we go through in our own minds, right? Well, should I share? I don't know. You know, should I share with the people that I strike up a conversation with in the checkout line at the store? Am I sharing with my neighbors? Am I sharing with uh, family members who don't know Jesus? Yeah, but that's going to mean that's, you know, cause family uh, strife and, you know, this, that, and the other. And I think as we kind of go through it biblically, I think the answer is, you know, the sharing may take on a lot of forms, but yeah, I mean, we're we're, you know, we're called to be salt and light. We're called to, you know, in season and out of season to be prepared to share the reason for the hope that we have. We're called by Jesus to, you know, Mark 16, 15, go and preach the gospel, proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. I mean, that's sort of in your city, in your state, in your country and around the world. I mean, that's all the creation. And so I love that because Ken's getting fired up. We're having a great conversation. And so, yeah, I'm, you know, you can tell, I mean, this is one of the reasons and one of the reasons it made the, it made the, the top, the top hits list. You know, I mean, this is one of the reasons I love working together on this podcast with Ken Watmore because he shares this passion. He is on one hand, a quote unquote regular guy. I mean, he just, this isn't a pastor, a guy in full-time ministry. He's a, he's in a, he's an auto broker. And yet, you know, he's trying to figure it out just like the rest of us. And he's kind of going, yeah, I think it's kind of something we ought to be doing. I ought to be doing more often. So, so I love, love, love that clip. That's definitely one of my very, very favorites. And so, so listen, folks, thanks for joining us. We're going to just uh, step, I'm going to step aside just very briefly. I'm going to let my friend Tom Muller say a few words. And then uh, when I come back, we've got two more clips, one from episode 37, my friend David Joannis with Within Reach Global, and then episode 50, we've got a clip from there as well. So hang in there with us. Thanks for, for being here, and I'll be back in just a minute. Hi, I'm Tom Muller. As a pastor or ministry leader, you know the value of having congregation members excited about God's work, both at home and abroad. Think about having a church full of people who know their place in God's great mission, engaged to reach the world for Jesus. That's a church on fire. Or maybe you're a conference director looking for a dynamic speaker to come in and point people toward fulfilling the great commission in their lives. Mike Falkenstein would love to come and serve your church or conference by making a great speech to attendees on a Sunday morning or for a weekend event 
making your event a huge success. Mike has a deep desire to make your job easier. Visit Mike's website at MikeFalkenstein.com and go to the speaking page to find out more about how you can have him come and serve you in this way. You know, you go to these rural villages and they you ask them if they've ever heard about Jesus and what do they say many times? Yeah, I mean, I always say it in Chinese because I do think it's amazing when I ask them, Have you ever heard of Jesus? And they will say something like, Is that a brand of a soap? Or, I mean, some people have said, wow. Is that your uncle? I don't know him. I mean, they have literally no concept of what in the world a Jesus is. I, I always wow. think of that quote, the gospel is only good news if it gets there in time. Carl F.H. Henry said that. And you think of these mm-hmm. areas. Yes, the gospel is good news, but it has not yet reached, you know, one-fourth of the world's population. So why is reaching unreached people groups or unengaged tribes not a priority for the global church? Again, there's some shifting and changing, but by and large, this has to change, and we need to focus on those who have not yet heard the gospel. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Main Permissions podcast. We just played the clip immediately after our friend Tom Muller, and the clip you just heard was from episode 37, David Joannis the president of Within Reach Global, one of my favorite people to talk to generally, and particularly one of my favorite people to talk to about unreached people groups, because this is a guy who is sort of traipsing all throughout the kind of uh, right along the southern Chinese border, some in China, he spends time, some on the other sides, you know, because that's kind of just where wherever these unreached people groups are. And, you know, when I heard this story for the first time, I have to admit, I don't know that I completely believe David, because to think that there are people, groups, there are villages where they go and they ask, have you ever heard of the name of Jesus Christ? And for them to go, is that a soap? Or maybe they think, is that your uncle? <laughs> Which that's kind of a funny place for them to go. Is that your uncle? I've never heard of a Jesus Christ. It's just amazing to me. It's incredible. But, you know, I've talked to others now and they've confirmed. I mean, there's just people around the world that have never yet heard it. And it is true that the gospel is only good news if it gets there in time. And so talking to people like David, I mean, I'm just so glad to promote his message and what he's doing with his ministry, because obviously that does need to change, as he mentions, right? I mean, this needs to change within the global church for those of us who have the gospel, particularly in places like the United States, Canada, England, you know, throughout most of Europe, where there's really a glut of biblical resources, to think that there are places that, you know, have never heard the name of Jesus is just, wow, it's just overwhelming. And at least in my mind, it's very motivating. It's like, yeah, Lord, what in the world could I do? And so actually, at least in part of a response to that, you know, we're using our expertise at 1-8 Catalyst to begin this process of Bible translation because there are just even in China, somewhere in the neighborhood of 150 languages, which represents at least 150 people groups, probably more 
that that have no portion of scripture. And so to begin to kind of go to those unreached, hard to get to places, you know, we want to be a part of that. We want to be we we want to see God use us to help to help finish the task globally of the Great Commission. And so David, thanks so much. We'd love having you on. We want to have you on way more. And so excited, so excited. So listen, last clip, episode 50. Let me play it real quick, and then I'll talk about it. And then I have some final words, and we'll be done. Thanks so much for joining us, and I'll be right back. But certainly, a couple of things, Ken. The, you know, as I was reading this passage, I think what hit my heart was whatever happens in our lives, even if it goes against what we thought was going to happen, or in our country, you know, I mean, Jesus refocuses all the time, right? And says, hey, your job is to be my witnesses in your local area, in your state, your country, and around the world. And yeah, that's, there could be all kinds of chaos going on around us, but Jesus continues to say and refocus us in saying, just share me with others, you know, just be my witnesses. And I just thought that was really profound because, you know, it's just easy to go, Oh, you just you you know get to get to kind of caught up on the worry side, and Jesus continues to say, "Hey, you know, <laughs> given what what else we know about, you know, what Jesus says about worry and not to worry, and you know what Apostle Paul says about, you know, God is able to do immeasurably more than all that we could ever ask or imagine, and you know, putting that into our into our lives, and that's a good word, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was I think it's funny in that passage, right? The the two men stood by them white robes and said, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? Almost to say like, hey, what are you sitting on your butts for? Yeah, right. He, he just told you what to go do. Now <laughs> yeah, go do right. it. You know? Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was a, our final clip. And it was from episode 50, just a few episodes ago. And I was reflecting on a quiet time that I'd had some time in the Bible uh, going over Acts chapter one. And so what, what I was doing, kind of long story short, was, you know, we've got these five passages of the Great Commission that we would consider Great Commission versus Acts 1-8 being one of them. And so I've been reading kind of the chapters kind of before and after these, kind of trying to get more context and, you know, just trying to understand more and more. And so Acts chapter one, verse six I'd had a, you know, a time just uh, reading that and spending some time kind of reflecting. And so this episode really talks about that. And the clip in particular was talking about how, you know, these disciples were were wondering, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of, of Israel? And uh, of course, after all that they had just experienced and seen, you know, for them to go there was curious. And at least in my mind, I kind of went, you know, when God is asking me to focus on a particular thing, how easy it for, is it for me to go, yeah, but Lord, what about this and that? And, you know, not taking responsibility for myself. What about this person? And th- that person needs to, you know, ask me to forgive them or, you know, and rather than just looking at the log in my own eye. And I think, uh, you know, as it relates to the political season that we're in right now, I guess the what the Lord impressed on me was, Obviously, on one hand, we as Christians, we want to be politically active. So I'm definitely not saying that. But let's say the candidate that we do not want to become president, become president. A, God's still in control. B, you know, he's still asking us to go and be his witnesses in 
our local area, our city, state, and our country. So, and so it was just kind of this, hey, continue to focus on that. Now, be politically active, but continue. And that's, that's what I'm calling you to do is to be my witnesses. And so, so I thought, boy, as it relates to the Made for Missions podcast, that's really what we're about. So I thought that was a good one. So there you go. The top 10 clips of the last year here at the Made for Missions podcast. And I'm so glad that you've been with us. For those of you that have been with us for the last full year, thank you. If you've just discovered us or you've been with us for just you know a month or two, please go to my website, mikefalkenstein.com. We also have the podcast on the, minist- the other ministry website, 18catalyst.org, and listen to the other episodes. I believe you can get back episodes on iTunes if you subscribe to the podcast via iTunes. And yeah, we'd love to not only have you listen to them all, because I, I think they, they were worth doing, and so that means that we think that they're worth listening to. Number two, of course, we're always looking to make the podcast better. And so whatever comments, questions, concerns you have, you know, we're grateful to get them. I'm at Missions Mike on Twitter. Ken is at Ken Watmore. So we'd love to hear from you either by direct message via Twitter or even, you know, just general messages. We'd love to hear from you. Any ideas you have for year number two, things that you think we should cover or talk about, we'd love to hear from you as well. So yeah, thanks for joining us. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Made for Missions podcast.